0: Hi, this is Ulf. Happy 4th and all that. Today, I'm speaking with explainer video genius, Jordan O'Leary. Jordan likes to break things down, making complex things simple. I spoke to him while he was taking a break in India, and at the same time, learning something about marketing.
1: So what part of India are you? I am in the place north of Delhi called Rishikesh. This is where the Beatles went.
0: Ah yeah. When they had ah, yeah.
1: their stint. So, Hi.
0: international man of mystery <laughs> and inventor of the explainer video. That's that's what I have.
1: Uh, <laughs> did I did you write that? No, oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Oh very yeah. Nice you. Oh yeah, <laughs> I worked all night on that. All night. You're you're dubbing me the inventor of the explainer video. I love it. All right. Okay. Well, all right.
0: Okay. yeah. Well, I'm not so sure now. You're apparently hiding in India. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so why are you in India and why were you in Croatia before I've been a Zen Buddhist for a long time and, oh, okay you know, I think I'm done I think I've had my India fill. there's this side of me that really wants to produce projects business video everything and it's really tough here mm-hmm. um, Croatia is another story I lived in Bali about three years ago and I lived in a house of about 10 people we we're all business-minded and a lot of the people there were from the Balkans, from Serbia or Croatia. We just became friends, and I landed in Serbia my first time to Europe. And most people were from Croatia, so I went to Croatia and, uh, yeah, did my, did my thing there. It's, uh, it's a wonderful country.
0: Yeah, if you live in L.A., you really want to live everywhere else.
1: <laughs> it's a love-hate thing. There's always something to do. I did do a Seattle versus L.A. documentary that said, you know, which is friendlier, Seattle or L.A., because I was born in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 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 well, I'm not going to say who won, but L.A. did quite well with a, just a general high test. I would say hi, hi to people walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And L- L.A. beat Seattle big time. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the shallow end of it where, right. where I think everyone, of course, is trying to be cool, liked, but you just don't know where you really stand with anyone. I worked at Sony Pictures ImageWorks and you see what people are willing to do to be there and to live there and to be in these in these positions and roles, producers, and artists. If you want to live in LA, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. There's no place else to go. But you gotta be ready to really reflect on yourself moment to moment when you're going through that place and really learn how to deal with, with all of that. I mean it's it's hard to talk about. Yeah, I hear about so many people who quit LA and I guess I'm one of them, but um I, I had to get out of there. I just had to get out. But there's something very attractive about LA. You always want to conquer it. So
0: think switch. Switch the way you're thinking. Switch the way you approach yeah. things.
1: Right? Switch off your thoughts. Switch on your thought. You know, kinda all of it. You know, it's uh it kind of encompasses everything but but I do like my little front page graphic there. It's quite nice. It does it does basically tell the story of what we're about, you know. Basically, when I say we, I mean not only ThinkSwitch but really the actual entity that it's under, which is Rubico LLC which encompasses all my businesses. I'm going to go right into it. Is it a noticeable dip in business? I got to be honest with you, man. I tried to get out of that whole dynamic of depending on freelance stuff. It's tough. To me, like, freelance work is three jobs. You're chasing the client. That's one job. You're doing the job. That's the second job. And then you have to get your money. And it just drove me crazy.
0: So what is the option for you? If you're going to stay alive outside of India, yeah. what is the option? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, here I'm working at Sony, and I'm, I'm making decent cash. And uh, I just realized I, just, what, I was doing well at something that I really didn't care too much about. And it just hit me, it really hit me. I said, I'm doing well at this job and I really don't care much about it. And I thought, if I can do well at something I don't wanna do, why can't I focus on something that I really wanna do that's gonna be hard, it's gonna be challenging, it's gonna be this and that. That was pretty big for me. I knew I had to do everything online. I knew it had to be online. I used to edit on two screens, I now edit on one laptop. I knew right away I needed to make money. Mm -hmm. So I took a sabbatical for one year. So I started looking at, okay, I make videos. I can do videos, live action. I could do animation. That sabbatical really flushed out all of that old way of thinking for me. That old, I'm depending on paychecks. It showed me that I could live on very little money and I could be happy really with less. And I literally just started listening to podcasts. First year is really you just not quitting. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Like, just don't quit. Evernote animated. It is still my most popular video on YouTube. It really started this whole animated infographic uh, empire, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But it was not a business. I just didn't know enough about business. I made this video, and I'm like, oh, it's amazing. Everyone loves it. There was no business there. What does it really take to make money? And I found uh, selling on Amazon is it's just really one of a handful of things, one of many things that you can do just to make money. Mm-hmm. So, so I have an income that comes in from these products that I do. They don't sell a lot, but it's basically a little more than I was making at Sony. And it's enough for me to not stress about it so much. Mm-hmm. So now we have ThinkSwitch. I'm making video products for my own business. And then when clients are willing... To pay the amount of money that I need them to pay me and to basically give me the exposure that I need to them and their vision and their product and things like this so that we could really make something that I finally wanted to make my way. I finally have this opportunity to make something the way I want to make it and they're willing to pay, and I'm already vetted from the work that I've shown. So they're looking for me, they're seeking me out, they're already convinced, and then I give them my price. And if they don't like the price, and we can't work something out, then that's that. I say goodbye, because really doing this video stuff, voiceover stuff, it's a pain. It takes a lot of work. For me, there's always stumbling blocks. You always start
0: out with an idea, with a passion, With a burning desire, you crash and burn. you got to do what you got to do. For a voiceover guy, and really for you too, it comes down to storytelling. And I'm going to get someone on the other end who
1: says, I like what you are doing, so that's why I'm coming to you. This all has to do with marketing and the difference between waiting for somebody to to tell you what you're going to do and to really take matters into your own hands and create your projects. Of course, I could cut a great promo video, industrial video. But uh, the storytelling, fictional storytelling, you know, it just it just was losing. So I broke off completely to teach myself how to make it content-based, content-based film video stuff. And that's when I did Breaking Down. I made the, the, mm-hmm. the production as simple as possible, absolutely mm-hmm. as simple mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm, there's going to be no lighting, there's going to be no crew, it's going to be documentary-based mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm going to have one camera guy And me in front of the camera, and I loved Louis Thoreau, who's a documentarian, and I loved Anthony Bourdain. And I just said, I'm going to kind of do what these guys do. Louis was really able to get people to talk about things. And I just took a list of things that I was absolutely fascinated by and I did and I had a question about. Right. right. Wrote it all out. And I said, I'm gonna make I don't care if the camera's shaky, I don't care if the camera's overexposed or whatever. Yeah. Put it on auto. Yeah. All I need to tell the camera guy is just keep it focused. Right. That's all you gotta do. And practice beforehand. I could grab anyone to do this. And we just go out there and get nasty. And it would all be based on these things that I thought were fascinating. This was the first time, as a whole, as a writing production thing, that I said, oh, man, I, I like this. I actually like. I <laughs> enjoy doing this, and I enjoy yeah. the end product. And right. that is where it really clicked for me, was writing, 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 content, content, content. Don't waste yes. people's time. Yes, yes. And give them this formula that's so awful and horrible, that formula of being interested, you know, that's it. But works, works. It doesn't matter how awesome everything looks and your production value. But if your production value sucks, but the story is compelling... Nobody wants to get into the details of this stuff. They all want to rush to production. They just want to get it done. I would say of if, if all the people on crew, besides the, the writer, I think the actor has the biggest potential for, for ruining, you know. Um, and that's why I respect actors deeply. It all comes down to the actors. You know, you got a good script. You got good lighting. You got good directing. You got good. You know, everyone's there. Everyone's looking. Camera's rolling. Boom. Mm-hmm. This is the moment. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to them. You say, oh, we're going to go see the new, uh, you know, Tom Hanks movie. They say, "Well, what's it called?" I don't know. Tom Hanks is in it. You know, they're really what brings it. You know, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now I'm doing all this sales marketing stuff. That, yes, you know, so I'm yes. Learning. I'm taking my animated infographic stuff and I'm combining it with. Kind of me in front of the camera or whomever, but like this whiteboard stuff where the, the graphics can come in and I'm learning how to do all this this marketing stuff, which is fascinating. But it now I'm I'm getting so excited about cutting words out of a sentence or kicking mm-hmm. mm-hmm. out know, the adverb. <laughs> you know, <things> like <laughs> when you can get excited about this stuff and communication, yeah. man. things are gonna work out for you, I think, you know. Writing is the bridge from the inside to the outside. It's how to make the abstract concrete. You're either a marketer and that's what you do. And maybe
0: you'll have to figure out how to be creative. But if you're creative, I don't know creative person that knows marketing, who's really a creative yeah. person. You'll have to be
1: drag kicking and screaming, which I was. The enthusiasm I have about marketing came maybe three weeks ago. And I'm not joking, like it finally clicked for me and I knew I was just being this way, because I had experiences of realizing if I have an apple and someone needs an apple, all I have to do is tell them I have an apple and they'll buy it. But it's it's like if I think, oh man, sales, ah, oh, it's just I'm a greasy salesman, and I don't tell them I have an apple. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's just like it's okay if you believe in your I know this is a cliche thing, but it really is true. If you believe in your product and it will solve problem. Finding work and finding clients and things like this. This is an interesting thing to me because eventually I'll really have to be able to consult people on this. And the funny thing is, is that when you can load your your arsenal with marketing expertise or some kind of moderate understanding of marketing, I honestly think you can do anything in the world that you want to do.
0: I find it ironic that you went to India for enlightenment and discovered marketing.
1: Yeah, I wanted to find enlightenment in my daily life. Yeah. And all this resistance toward mm-hmm. learning how to simply I just say this is what I am and then finding the people who who want that. When you hit the bottom so many times with, you know, you're just so dejected and, and just so... Over all this, you know, inane BS that's in the industry, when you really get to the bottom, (laughs) you realize that, oh, man, it just you lose this part of you that's so attached. And then you really have that kind of pizzazz and shazam that kind of gets you right back into the business. There's so many people out there who I think they know more than they actually do. And mm-hmm. it's intimidating. You know? mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it and it makes you feel like, okay, I, I need to be handed work. I need to be handed this. But when you can position yourself as this voice actor or this actor or this spokesman or this writer or this marketer, it really, there's no difference between any of this stuff. Really? Yeah. The, the only unfair advantage is when you position yourself as a marketer, you know how to market, so, mm-hmm. you, so you do a lot better at spreading the word. So think switch. I call it an information design company. I can just make animated infographics for people. So that means that I've got to animate infographics or find people to do it per my standards. So I keep thinking about how can I automate? I'm an automator. I'd rather have things kind of automated,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, I, but I really love this idea of breaking down information. So how can I do something bigger? with what I like to do. So I do these these animated infographics that break down information so that you can take it in and and really work with it when it's abstract and really complicated or a message from a company. So what can I do that's beyond that? So I like breaking down information and doing this. So I could charge, I don't know, $10,000 for a a four-minute, five-minute thing, something like that, let's just say. So you got to do $10,000 things. It'll take me a month. It'll take me a month and a half, sometimes two months. That's a lot of time, you know. Mm -hmm. I love it when people say how much they make and things like this i I really so i'm sharing this i want i really do want to share this when it comes to these videos i think it's important so a lot of times when i'm dealing with these company owners i have to understand their business i have to understand what they're doing Mm -hmm. and i have to, to totally digest it completely and then create a dish that will take someone like me and then when i finally get it i'm usually saying to the boss I say, oh God, why didn't you say this before? Well, why didn't you say it this way? Because they don't know how to say it. Right. They don't know how to give the right thing. Yes. So, So that's my job. So that's beyond video making. That's beyond just making infographics. That is really designing information. So what can you do beyond that? Well, you can teach how to do it, okay. Or you can say, join up with these companies, and you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger so that. The buck doesn't stop at just, let's say, voiceovers or just uh, doing an edit for somebody. How can you continue to play a pivotal role with these companies and with these clients to make yourself a bigger deal? Not just for the sake of being a bigger deal, but for the sake of really adding that value to them. You want to be
0: able to embrace their vision. That company may not even know what their vision is. It's when you get the aha moment. They say that one thing. Boom. boom. Boom.
1: That's exactly it. Now, you wrestle with these guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You wrestle with them hard. Yeah. You make them sign the contracts. I mean, I love all my clients because the thing is, is when you make it past this point with your clients where you're just, you know, you're just like, you're firing them, they're firing you. I mean, I'm serious. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you make it past this point, they're your best freaking friend. Right. You are friends for life and everything is smooth sailing. You got to understand how they function. You know, like what they're thinking. What is it that they really want? And when you understand that, then the compassion builds, mm-hmm. and you really want to give them what they what you want to give them. But you also you know better than them. You do. You got to realize that you do.
0: There's an awful lot of trust involved in all this, especially if you come in with a brand new
1: idea. There's money on the line. There's a future on the line. How I handle that situation is I divide the production process or the just simply post-production if we're doing an animated piece, I divide that from the screenwriting process. So I don't take anyone's scripts. Mm -hmm. And the screenwriting really isn't the script. It's us wrestling. Mm -hmm. So you're going to pay me to wrestle with you. Mm This is how Mm -hmm. it's going to go. So the reason they're coming to me, and I'm serious, the reason they're coming to me is because I did this stupid business that didn't make me any money, Mm -hmm. but the video was fantastic. And it really had my vision my thing that i really said i believe this is true this is right this is it Mm -hmm. and i spent a lot of time on it put it out there and blam people come and if i really wanted to get out there i would still position myself as this you got to lay it all out for them and then they'll go yes this is why i'm talking to you yes this is why this is it you know and these guys who are running dealing with money and all this stuff They appreciate that stuff. When I go into a restaurant, if I'm, I love food. When I go into a restaurant and I'm going to pay 150 bucks or something, which is not something I do all the time, trust me, I say, you bring me the food. You tell me what you think is good. When I cook, I cook what I think is good and you're going to eat this. And when I get a haircut, I love to find a haircut, a stylist who would just say, shut up. I know exactly what you need. And when I'm done, I look amazing. And for me, as a producer, you know, when I'm working with these certain facets of the animations and things that I do, when... And you're very... Oh, you're very good at this, I must say. And there there aren't many people who are like this. And now I'm speaking to the actual vendors here. I'm speaking to the actual contractors here. As a producer, when I'm dealing with with these things, all I want sometimes is... I just want to say, just get it done. Sometimes you just got to trust yourself and go, you know? And honestly, I've never worked with you over the phone, Wolf. I've never had to direct you. And you just, you just, I know what you can do. I get it. I hear your demo. I get it. I get what you're about. And I just give you this, this, this. You give me great translation. You do, and it's just, okay, we're done. You know, and guess who I'm calling next? You know, I mean, it's, it's, that's so awesome. I really love the kind of groove I've gotten in with telling stories and breaking down information, making things fun and interesting to to follow and listen to. Boring topics, amazing. Mm -hmm. So I I am doing a free series on YouTube called Think Switch Theory, which really gets into more of the theory-based aspects rather than this is how you move this keyframe or this is how you add a dissolve or this is, you know. It gets more into the timing and working with music and workflows and, and things that really make these specifically animated infographics come alive. Mm-hmm. And this is just what I'm bringing. Oh, there'll be 10 episodes. I'll be doing all the introductions here in India before I leave. That will be coming out sometime in June, I think. Something mm-hmm. like that in mm-hmm. the summer. Definitely. But uh, Think Switch Theory, and you can go to thinkswitch.com to check all that out. And we're we're taking people for... To remind them and everything. I really like to see how you can make what you've got and your expertise grow, really grow into something that really serves the purpose that you're here for. It's exciting. I think it's really exciting. I think what you're doing here is, is really fantastic. Uh, good idea. Podcast, man. The fanta- thank God for podcasts. Uh, you can make money. If you're passionate, you can make money off of it. And I'll hit the table as much as you want until you get it. <laughs>
0: The Passionate Producers Podcast is released twice a month for your enjoyment. And show notes are found at ulfvo.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at ulfvo. You will find all the links in the show notes.